are both hunter and prey. There is one job. Underworld. How uncharacteristic of one of your reputation. Is it not the code of the guild that these events are now forgotten? A Mandalorian shot up the guild on Navarro. Took some high-value target and went rogue. Traveling with me, that's no life for a kid. They'll keep coming. None will be free until the old ways are gone. Forever. You have something I want. This is the one you hunted, then saved. Its species can move objects with its mind. The songs of Eon's past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. By creed, it is in your care. You must reunite it with its own kind. I was a foundling. The Mandalorians raised me in the fighting corps. I was treated as one of their own. Did you do this? No! Did any survive? We knew what could happen if we left the covert. Our secrecy is our survival. Take care of this little one. This is the way. Hello there. Hello. This is the way. It, it is indeed. It is indeed the way. One of the How ways. Are you? I am I am well. That's fantastic. Sponsored by yeah. Manifest Barrel Rested Gin. Feeling pretty, pretty good. You you are a fan of the gin sponsors, aren't you? Indeed. And this is a barrel rested, a lovely, lovely barrel rested gin out of Jacksonville. But it it scratches that uh the bourbon itch. Well, that is fantastic. We are also sponsored by Hopness Haze IPA. Mm-hmm. It is a hazy India pale ale from the fine folks of the Catawba Valley in Morgantown, North Carolina. Yeah. I am it I is- am familiar with them. They have a white zombie that is kind of nice. I had the white zombie when we were in um when we were in North Carolina recently. So this was a Ingalls purchase that I mm-hmm. brought home with myself. Oh Ingalls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know where you. Now I know about where you were. <laughs> That's yep. got to be North Carolina. You do indeed know where I was. Um, Certainly not flying down a mountain quickly. No, no, I'm not a daredevil. <laughs> I don't go fast. But no, this was um, a few months ago when we were. We think we went to like Black Mountain um, for a little vacation, and this was. Uh, we stopped in the little brewery right there, and they didn't have the Grand that I love, so I tried this, and this is. Delicious. Also, also lovely. Far, far better than Bud Light, but um, you know, it is, it is indeed the way. So, well, sir, how are you? Welcome, welcome, all of the fine folks who have decided to join us this evening on House of Nerd. Um, if you're clicking and listening or expecting to listen to uh, a recap of uh, season one, uh, season two of Star Wars Rebels. Um, I can tell you probably turned the podcast off a little bit early last week. Um, 
Do we blame them? No, not at I've all. Been an hour and a half in. It's like, all right, thanks for sticking with us for that long. However, that that was our longest. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Anthony, what are we going to talk about tonight? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I think I, I think it's I think it's something to do with a, a particular Disney zeitgeist that is going on right now. Well, you know, after okay, so so cards on the table. I, I think we should talk about the Mandalorian. I, because, I think so. Um, that that is what we plan to talk about. So that's probably a good thing. Yeah, good I think I've been texting you. I've been texting you about the Mandalorian for uh, I think probably the vast majority of today um, because. I finally, finally watched it. I've held off for three weeks just so I would be, it would be fresh in my mind and, and ready to go. Um, wow. I'm planning it, on being the limb fact for these, this episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mainly the drinking. Um, the, I mean, if I didn't know better, I'd say they plan this to be a direct sequel to Star Wars Rebels because there um, are a lot of, uh, Familiar faces, let's say. Yeah, we're going to... Familiar faces and places. We we just got introduced to a character last week on the season one of finale of Rebels that um, we're going to get teased about in, being introduced to again for the third Star yeah. Wars show. And in case you didn't uh, know who Darth Vader was. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, not that one. Not that one. Not, not that one, no. Different. Um, I'm like, I, but, I didn't watch that episode of The Mandalorian with Darth Vader. That's... I was going to say, I feel like I may have missed that one, but um, no, no, tonight we're going to, we're going to tackle the Mandalorian season two. Um, I'll say, did you catch the Cylons? You know, I was doing a little bit of work at the time, so I may have not seen that on the screen, there, but um, there was indeed a little uh, Battlestar Galactica call out in a, no, there was not. There is indeed. You, I thought you were joking. I am, was there I am actually? not joking. Oh my God. At the very, very beginning. When he's walking down that like dark alley, you know, uh-huh. going through, uh, I don't know, Detroit. Uh, I don't know what they're going for. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, D- Detroit. If Biden's president, um, <laughs> only if though, Law and Order. Trump. Anyway, <laughs> we didn't get any politics in at the top. We were just excited to start talking about the Mandalorian. So I thought I'd throw something in. The graffiti in the background. There is a Cylon spray painted on the graffiti. I. I, I had to rewind it. I, I was thought, like, what? <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch and, and catch that because I need to... Battlestar Galactica is probably... It's in my top five. Um, it is and, It is fantastic. And, I mean, that's the history the, the history books don't want to tell you. So. Exactly. This has all happened before. It'll all happen again. So, you know, we are the 13th colony. <laughs> while so while we're making all. up, yeah, while while we're just making up random history to say what we want to, I mean, why not have them in there? Sure, let's put it in the history books and see if anybody notices it. I don't know if they would. I'd I'd buy that. I I mean the what is it? The infinite universes theory. There is a universe where Battlestar Galactica was actually the history of Earth. Uh, you know. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I just, just because we haven't done the political thing, we, I'm going to get this out of the, out in advance really quickly. Um, obviously, um, you know, we're still debating who actually won our election. Who's we? Um, in our country. I don't well, even think Fox News is debating anymore. It's just literally one man 
and his senile lawyer <laughs> that, are, that are raging against you know, the machine. And I'd like forty four percent of the country. I'd like to believe you were correct, but um, do do you have the Nextdoor app in your where you are? I do. do you have I do. Okay. It is. We it, are, it's uh, kind of like Parlor Light sometimes. Well, we're an HOA community, um, and so ever since the uh, the election, there's been a lot of there was a lot of like posts about yard signs, and, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> I don't know if you remember there was a there was a sign somebody put together that was basically like we believe in basic human decency, we believe in science, we believe like just essentially like things I that mean, would piss off Trump supporters. Yes, right. I mean, and that's yeah. what it's designed to do. To be clear, yeah, that not without fault, these things are designed to trigger people who don't necessarily believe in science. The people or, who say, "Hey, you snowflakes need to not be offended. Let me go get the manager yes. because you've offended me." Those people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, our neighbor across the street, who are wonderful, wonderfully nice people, um, have three little boys, and they had a yard sign out in their yard. Um, it was one of these, you know, we believe in science, we believe in women's rights or, or human rights, and you know, as things that as one should, yeah, things that you would not expect to be like hot takes. Yeah, it's or not a controversy. Um. Well, just <laughs> it it, it became turns out. <laughs> As it turns out, um, it's just, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm so, I just get so tired of, of the, I, I do get tired of the divisiveness, but then I also swing back and forth and I see just the absolute nastiness from both sides. But in particular, one, one side, side. <laughs> is acting like the little kid brother who will punch you and then run away or like run to mom right when you're ready to give payback and like don't hit me don't hit i'm just i'm over it i'm (laughs) i'm done with it we're gonna go off out of parlor okay peace (laughs) i cannot tell you i probably got four messages from people uh my wife did too from my family members (laughs) on facebook saying like hey just wanted to let you know I love you, but uh, we're going to leave Facebook and go to parlor. And I was like, Bye. <laughs> it, it's 7.15 in the morning. Was this that urgent that you needed to tell me this? Like, I would potentially see you at Thanksgiving if it weren't, you know, a freaking pandemic. But, um, but now I definitely won't see you. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you. I, I, Kristen and I had such a good time laughing because we both got them from the same people. And I'm like, <laughs> what what is what is happening like we don't talk on facebook as it is yeah. why what what is happening here i'm i'm not gonna go add you on this i don't i don't need to do that i'm not i'm not adding parlor i'm not this no. is not a thing i'm going to do i would rather uh, have china on my phone in the form of tiktok twice than have um, parlor once <laughs> i'd rather have them know, looking looking through everything that's on my phone than have parlor no thank no thank you we're getting to a place where, and I, I do agree with some of the some of the backlashes. We're getting to a place that's dangerous where it's it's dangerous to have an opinion that's not in the herd, right? So to speak. Um, well, they did talk about herd immunity a lot that wasn't real. So why not herd mentality? It it's this whole. I mean, we're going to talk about it tonight. I mean, you you spun me down the the rabbit hole of cancel Baby Yoda, um, <laughs> which is one of the most hysterical uh hashtags on twitter um but uh poor poor yoda 
I just, you know what, man? Poor we're going to keep it light tonight yeah. because we've got a fantastic three episodes. We really we've did. Gotten, we've seen a huge spike in listenership. I mean, we ha- we are now well over 300 listens and to almost 400 listens in two additional episodes. Um, that really? Since we crossed. Yeah. I hadn't gotten that yeah. update, so you're hearing this live, folks. <laughs> yeah. Close um, to 400. Thank you. Are, Thank you, peoples. We will probably cross 400. You know, I... I think it's one of those things where, and, and just peeling the curtain back for, for everyone here listening, we, you know, this is something that we do for fun, even though our wives generally get slightly <laughs> peeved um, every night we record. Um, slightly. But, but they're wonderful women and they allow us to, you know, nerd out and hang out with each other for an hour to an hour and a half um, every week. And preferably an hour today, I've been told. Just, just yeah. saying for the, for the folks in the audience. <laughs> no. Well, we'll just say we'll just say we're very appreciative of of the listenership and the support. Um, and we're going to dive into The Mandalorian because we are already 10 minutes into this episode. So we've got three we've got three episodes to cover and we've got to tell you about a civil war. So, um, right. Not ours, but like <laughs> the one on Mandalore. <laughs> things first let's talk about mandalorian season two episode one uh anthony where did we leave off last year on on our last season um on the mandalorian let's let's leave where where was our mandalorian left at um at the end of season one the biggest thing burned into my brain is the uh, moff gideon cutting himself out of a derelict tie fighter with a particular a particular saber that has some uh, meaning in the Mandalorian heritage and culture. So fair warning, if you're listening to this, obviously you've watched episode one, uh, two and three of Mandalorian, but this will include spoilers for star Wars rebels um, because it's virtually impossible not to, um, (laughs) to talk about the like direct sequel to rebels pretty much. (laughs) Holy shit. The dark saber, right? Um, That's the one. So, So I watched four of these episodes all at the same time. I watched uh, seven, eight, and then one, two, and three. So that's five episodes, just to kind of remind ourselves where we were. But the Mandalorian um, is, he's lured back into a potential trap um, with the Bounty Hunters Guild. 
and it turns out that you know our leader of the Bounder Hunters Guild actually has a soul, helps him prevent the trap. Um, turns out Moff Gideon springs the trap on them anyways. Um, but thankfully, IG-11 is on the scene, and he is... Uh, Programmed to be not... selfless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, multiple times in that episode. Takiti Wati, uh, I believe is how you say his name, is a fantastic voice actor. Please correct us on um, Twitter if we're wrong. Yes. Or anywhere. Please engage with us. Uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Discord. Discord. It'll all be in the notes, not Parlor. We won't be on Parlor. No. Um, you can be on Parlor. We will not. We will not be on Parlor. But at the end of the episode, IG-11 sacrifices himself. We think we've taken out Moff Gideon because the Mandalorian, as previously you know, seen, is a gigantic badass. After, after a um, wonderful, wonderful sequence of him like, using his newfound jetpack to tether on and destroy a TIE fighter in midair. Which, is pretty, which was pretty sweet. Beautiful, and we know that Tie um, Fighters are not the sturdiest of space spacefaring vehicles. So when you see yeah. it explode in the distance, you don't really think, "Ah, that that guy's he's going to be fine." I mean, he didn't get tossed out of it from thirty stories up. So no, no cybernetic that. back. No cybernetic, no back. cybernetic back for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we start season two um, with so at the, I guess at the end of season one, the child. Um, who I affectionately call Baby Yoda, and the uh, the Mandalorian, um, Din Djarin, uh, leave, and they leave Cara Dune um, with the Bounty Hunters Guild on Navarro, and he is off um, because he's been <laughs> on an tasked, adventure. He's been tasked to deliver the child to its own. He's been given um, a quest. Yes, he has, with, with his own music. Um, but uh, he's been tasked to return uh, Baby Yoda to the Jedi, from the tales of old, um, which just a brief side note. Again, I'm going to say this galaxy post return of the Jedi, which we're going to get some flashbacks here. Um, these people must live a very hard life because they don't seem to remember anything that happened, you know, in the very near to recent future or his uh, past. Um, so it's, it's fascinating to, to see some of the, like, for example, when the Death Star was exploded, um, how how interesting that things change very quickly. And this 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 galaxy seems to abhor a vacuum of power. Um, Indeed. But, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, the first episode of the three of them, um, the first episode is probably the one that I like the least. Um, that's which, not yeah, saying... which is not really saying anything bad about it. It's just like, man, if you're going on like a straight uphill climb of just excellence, it's like something's got to start it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of the level one. Um, so, uh, so the basic premise of this story, um, the the Mandalorian is searching for Mandalorians, um, essentially. He wants and to find his peoples. He wants to find his own people. Um, he he's on a planet um, where he is, let's see, what, you're totally not looking this up right now. Is it Tatooine? Um, but, no, uh, he's directed, he is directed to Tatooine. He is indeed, correct. that is where we start. Uh, Jesus. In Oof. chapter nine. Top this haze, top this haze for the win. Um, but... <laughs> chapter nine, the Marshal, which is technically where we're starting. We did give a little recap. We are, that we are starting, true. he was on his way to essentially Tatooine at the end of the last season. Written and That's directed true. by John Favreau, which I feel like it feels right. It does um, 
that that episode one, you know, is directed by Favreau. I mean, this is this is his baby. Which um, I did so. recently see a, a fun fact while I was going down like the you know the rabbit hole of clicking links earlier. He voiced the old, I think it was the Death Watch commander in Clone Wars. He was the voice. So Dave Filoni have... wrote it, and then he voiced the old commander uh, before a, another Mandalorian uh, takes over the Death Watch. I have, I have some theories about about John uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and the Mandalorians. Um, and we're going to get there in, in episode three of this uh, of this specific recap episode. Um, but what brings what brings the Mandalorian to Tatooine, Anthony? Why is he there? Because it sure ain't the cuisine, and it ain't the weather. No. Um, what's bringing him back to Tatooine? He's he's trying to find trying to find his people still, just like you said. It's what he's trying to trying to do. Find where I, where do I take this fucking kid? <laughs> I appreciate so very much that they found a way to get Amy Sedaris's character back <laughs> into this episode. Yes. She is quietly maybe the best part of the Mandalorian. Um, the the interaction that with is a hot droid. Take. You know, I, really, she's a comic relief. She loves the child very yeah. much. I mean, she tries to buy the child, um, which tries to like split the child, have the child offspring, meld, whatever. She wants the baby Yoda. Um, which I can't really blame her. I mean, Baby Yoda is freaking adorable. <laughs> um, psychotic at the same time, but freaking adorable. Um, but this first episode, we've been directed that there is a Mandalorian back on Tatooine. And I don't know about you, but my first immediate thought was, I only know of one Mandalorian. We know, And we know um, where he uh, ended up. So my Love thought it. was, and I'll, I'll be mm. honest, we, we do find... Um, someone we, named the Marshal. We do find there is indeed a Mandalorian. There is. There, there is one. <laughs> um, and as soon as you see that, that distinctive walk and that distinctive draw, think, wait, did did, did I turn on Justified? Was it like we have the I, old like you know, the Clint Eastwood like Western showdown? Like I'm gonna take that armor off you. <laughs> that that moment, he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Yes, I am. No, you're not. I, I love the fact that they managed to put they put Raylan Gibbons exactly um, it as as a bounty hunter. Um, so bringing it, bringing Timothy Oliphant in and dressing him up as Boba Fett. I mean, you could tell pretty much immediately that it's not Boba Fett because he's not the same body type. Um, he he looks skinnier to me. Huh. Maybe that's just me. That but, is that is certainly. I wouldn't uh, looking at his hips, but you know, you do you. I was looking at his shoulder. The hips don't bro. lie. <laughs> they don't indeed lie. Um, but I was looking at... He, he just looks smaller than Boba Fett And does. the armor uh, is like beat to shit. It looks, it looks like, say, the armor has been in some sort of digestive acid. Like, let's, let's say. Uh, let's leave it... Uh, <laughs> there, there are things scarier than a crayat, a crayat dragon. The, um, we do which, find that out. So... We get this fantastic Wait, little things backstory. scarier than a Sarlacc. That's there true. That's true. And that is um, <laughs> that dragon. That Kryat dragon. We get it. I I loved this little backstory. This is the first flashback, or not the first flashback, but a really extensive flashback from the Marshal, um, which he's in the Star Wars aftermath books. I love the fact that they tie this all together. 
they bring in the you know he is mentioned he is talked about as wearing Boba Fett's armor um it just shows me the level of care that the people involved in making this show um they're they're fans because you're you're thinking they, wait if he has Boba Fett's armor did he fight him did he kill him did he steal it did he like is Boba Fett dead like, how did how did he get this armor did the star like puke up the armor like empty shell onto the desert sand and he finds it like what what's going on with this and we get this great interaction with the marshal the marshal's a good guy I mean genuinely like he's a good guy he's a bit of a prick when it comes to the first meeting with the uh, the Mandalorian. But, he's, a, he's a good guy I mean, from a certain point of view. from Because we're, we're seeing this from his perspective. Like he's, that's true. His story is being told by him. And maybe you know, could be leaving some stuff out. Because this is a little bit different. That's one of the, uh, the internet sticking points between his character and Aftermath, which shows him getting that armor in a little bit of a different way than maybe he tells the story himself. So I think That's it's very interesting point. they have this like from a from a certain perspective because this is him telling his story after deciding they're not going to do this in front of the kid, which is, is a great one. We can do this in front of the kid. Well, <laughs> the the story that he tells is that he robs some sort of mining collective, which immediately moves into Moss Peligro, which we see uh, Mos- we actually see the destruction of the Death Star from. I know we saw it like. You know, in different in the special edition, we saw the different planets celebrating, but we see it again, and it's just like on TV in a bar, and it's like, oh, Which sweet! Cool. And yeah. no, no sooner does the does their do their arms lower from celebrating <laughs> than that mining collective comes in and just starts smoking people. Which was an interesting way to like subjugate. Like I understand, like, hey, we're in charge now. Like, that's one thing. But, like, murdering everybody, you're still going to have to do all the work at that point. Like, maybe not, not everybody. Like... They're taking out the people who were against the, you know, against the Empire that were for the rebels that were happy about this. And they're like, hey, we're going to be living free now. No. We got to come they in sure and didn't kill that we got to come in and send a they... message. Which, fun fact about that bartender, we have a Deadwood reunion as well. Because <laughs> that was the bartender, oh, really? Deadwood, playing <laughs> playing him. <laughs> Which I, I read an article fantastic. from the the actor. Uh, he's, he was like tweeting about it. Was like, it was really really difficult to not like not come in and just like immediately just start cursing. He's like, can we, and he, he was joking about like talking with John Favreau and the, the other writers about, hey, can we just throw in a couple of cocksuckers in here just for old time's sake? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, That's it's great. Fantastic. So you have another I reunion. I didn't either I, until I saw I his totally saw that. his tweets, and I'm like, that is amazing. I'm like, because. Dead was also a phenomenal show and really cements. I mean, that and Justified cement Timothy Olyphant is like the Western lawman. The end. Like that's Hollywood's <laughs> lawman. The end. Or I'm going to be realtor, real. zombie realtor. But hey, eh, <laughs> love that show. <laughs> if we're going, if we're going for show, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, that's a great show, um, and Netflix shouldn't have canceled it. But um, I think his cameo on. Um, Oh crap! Now I'm blanking. Uh, the Kristen Bell uh, show that was just on the air. Um, well, we're gonna move right past the that, good. But the he good is place. The good place. I was just gonna Thank let you flounder for a little while. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. His cameo towards the end of the good place is truly a phenomenal sidebar. Um, just to enter with him and Maya Rudolph 
and and just the fact that he has embraced being Raylan Givens and being that character <laughs> forever. Um, that's just who he is. That's that's who he is. But he's playing Cobb Vant, um, who is who is the the marshal um, of the town of Moss Peligro, uh, Pelgo. Um, so, you know, he comes to, and I, I think it's important that we see here again. Our Armando, he does. He lives by code. He doesn't do things. He doesn't break rules. He doesn't murder innocent people. And he was on the verge of murdering, um, murdering. The oh yeah, he's gonna here. he's gonna get that armor. So he's like, okay, fine, you'll give it to me if I do this. Fine, I'll, I'll play. Which I think it's 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 interesting because while every episode we've seen is a mini little adventure. Every time he goes on an adventure, the Mando is very selfless. Like, yes, he's getting something out of it usually, but he's helping people wherever he goes. Uh, Left, right, center, he just, I mean, it's just him doing reluctantly the right thing. He just keeps reinforcing the fact that he is a good guy, um, or at least a gray guy in a a very black and white world. Um, He has a code. And that's, you know, this is the way. This is the way it's going to freaking be. He keep he keeps um, saying it. <laughs> so I do think you, it's you mentioned it's that, also interesting oh, when we're getting like getting the backstory of how Cobb got that got that armor. We also get yet another like little Easter egg in the form of R five D four. Mm-hmm. Who some theories that I have I've seen posit that he sabotages himself. Well, I guess not theory, I think that's been canonized somewhere but r5 knew he wasn't going to be he wasn't the droid that they were looking for and sabotaged himself so he would not be taken and bought by bought by luke and that r2 could go go do it so that r5 actually saved the galaxy that's true i have seen that theory that he blows his own (laughs) servo motor and we see him um, again so that r2 like do you want do you want this one no no i want that armor i want that armor um so we, you kind of touched on it, but um, the the marshal and our Mandalorian agree on a price for the armor, essentially. In that, uh, we get to see we you know we've we've had it teased that the Kryat Dragon is kind of the apex predator of Tatooine, um, which Tatooine is a lovely place to visit with so many apex predators. It's like Australia um, or Florida. Yeah, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Florida in the summer. Um, but this this dragon is just terrorizing the town. It terrorizes the the Tuscans, um, which we. This was probably the most in depth. It has to be the most in depth we've ever seen about a Tuscan yes. raider. Um, I don't. I don't and, know if you noticed when they're traveling. Did you notice that they are traveling in single file to hide their numbers? Yes. I was like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. Like every little detail is like. Mm-hmm. The, that's like call, I've that's seen callback stuff. like. 60 years in the making if my math is right I've, 50 50 i've seen i've seen a lot of theories and you know people draw inspiration from the real world that the tuscans are supposed to be the native americans of old hmm. um who i mean they just adopt so many that there's so many things that are adopted or adapted from their culture um or you know slightly there around their culture um that it would be easy to modify and make them, you know, a race of, of aliens in a, a normal world or a, a white man's or a, a human or, or civilized world, we'll call it. Um, but getting to see that the Tuscans are actually 
they're not the bad yeah, guys. They're, they're getting fleshed out a little point, bit. Your your point of view kind of comment. Um, you know, everybody has their own point of view. Yeah. Todd wants him dead, and Jen's <sighs> like, nah. He's like, we we, I I know how to communicate with these this puppy. I know how to communicate with them. And they actually brought in a an actor who had a hearing disability to develop the sign language that they use which is also just another phenomenal like like all these little easter eggs but to be you able know, to communicate because Cobb's just like kill him kill him they bad we we've talked about this before but if you notice that the the diversity of the extras in, in the scenes of this show and just little things like that the inclusion and the inclu- inclusivity of the way that they're filming this and they're not making it so simple and so you know playing it for a laugh plain this is this is serious but at the same time there's humor i mean the scene where the tuscan is going to sacrifice the bantha um in, in front of the the cryat dragons you know uh in front of the solar the fact that you know they're talking and Jen is talking to Cobb and he says they, they feed them, uh, they feed it to keep it sleeping. And then the dragon is smart enough to swallow the raider and leaves the bantha alone. Mm-hmm. And, and Jen turns to Cobb and says they might be open to you know other, tr- other strategies. Try something else. And I'm like, that's hysterical humor. Like, you can have humor and not have it be dumb humor. Like, I mean, it's just... It, this writing, the, the, I know we gush about Star Wars again and again, but this, this particular. But we'll keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. You keep making stuff like this, I will keep gushing about it because it's just that good. Um, it's an hour and a half of just yeah. fanboying out. Like, that's all it says. Yeah. Well, and and look, I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify here because we're 30 minutes in. We've got two more episodes to cover here. Um, for the future reference. We will be covering one episode at a time, but we're just kind of catching up so that we can get back on the, the schedule with everybody else. Um, there's there's but... actually not a significant amount of stuff that happens, which is another great thing about these episodes is that they're, they're not like long, sprawling, like super you know, expansive episodes. It's a very directed, pointed story that you, you, can, know, you could go into all the little details every single second because there's so many crammed in there but it's a very simple story it is and and look the the simple the point of this is to get the armor we got to kill the dragon and we get to see this great interaction between the tuscans and the people of the village and they work together and mostly they out they out well, so he yeah, drops mostly. that drops that mine you drop the that was... come on <sighs> I mean, I get. I think it's interesting. You get to see Cobb again. It's just small mindedness. I right. mean, there's, there's, there is bias and ingrained hatred. Um, which don't kid yourself. That is not by accident that that episode came out when it did, and not this was a storyline about people hating each other. Um, but learning to work together. End, yeah, and I mean, in the end, we do see. We see that. Uh, Armando, you know, outsmarts the dragon by getting it to swallow him, which I feel like because we're on Tatooine and because it's a Mandalorian, this is a direct callback to Return of the Jedi. Um, 
and only then intentionally, to the not not accidentally getting hit up. in the back by a blind jackass. <laughs> but he blows it up from inside. I mean, it's kind of like very Avengers-y, you know, like, hey, you got swallowed and you it's, it's an old superhero trope. You get swallowed by the thing that's so much bigger than you. You blow it up from the inside. Or like Ant-Man, um, Thanos, one of those theories. That's true. Ant-Man tricking himself so small and blowing himself up in Thanos' head. That would have been a great way to kill Thanos. There is a very specific reason they did not do that, because there are other places they were theorizing he would enter, and they didn't even want to have to address that. So they're like, you know what, we're just going to keep him away from Thanos in this battle, and uh, Ant-Man's not going to be a part, so we don't even have to address it. He'll be giant man for this battle. Um, Yeah. But... At the end, we do blow up. We we blow up our our dragon, um, and we get to see. I mean, that's the scene at the end, right, where the people of the village and the Tuscans are harvesting the meat um, from the the cryat, and we get we do get to see the cryat dragon we pearl, do. which is lovely. Old, it's an old EU lovely um, call out from Knights right? of the Old Republic. Yes, it is. Um, Does that make so that canon get... now? Please, please bring us Darth I... Revan. <laughs> Well, where we're headed, I think we might actually touch on Darth Revan. Um, Certainly hope so. He's uh, He's got his own squadron. He does. Um, but we get this, this great scene between Cobb and, and the Mando where he hands off the armor to the Mando and he says, you've earned this, um, which is nice to see. But these are good guys. They might not be, you know, <laughs> perfect guys, but they're good guys. Just trying to, trying to keep um, that Old West lawless society a little bit in check and have people work out for each other. I do like that he's like, I didn't so, damage this jetpack. This was this was like this when I got it. <laughs> which I thought was a great callback directly to, again to Return of the Jedi. Um, the actual as... place where it's repaired is the exact pretty much the exact same spot where Han accidentally hit him in the jetpack. I did see that. Which is yes, I think you great. I think me. so. That was a great just great. The level of detail is just unreal. Like it's fantastic. They care. They they care enough. They care enough to tell a good story. Yeah. But, Everyone cheers. Everyone's happy. And then, the stinger. <laughs> the, the stinger of this episode is the whole, the best part of this episode. Um, who Who's watching the Mando as he drives there off? Is, there is and, somebody that looks, looks alarmingly like one of the clone troopers. I don't know, that maybe was modeled after Django Fett? I believe looks alarmingly like him maybe someone who's been in the sand and digestive juices for some time um, <laughs> he's credited he is credited as being in this episode tomorrow morrison <laughs> um is credited as being in this episode i'm gonna say it it's him it could be Boba Fett's alive. or it could be rex and or it could be any number of clone troopers it could be but, but i on. think it's Boba. Fett. yeah a dude it's a Boba dude who Fett. looks like he's been been eaten the is a uh, Hanging out on Tatooine, keeping track of a certain, a special set of armor. Like, come on. I've seen all kinds of people uh, like, it's not Boba Fett. It's just one of the clones. They're just throwing us. No, oh, really? <laughs> how many, how many other random yes. clones are going, I really want that Boba Fett armor back because that's, that's my armor. <laughs> like, it it Boba can't Fett. be a clone. It can't be a clone because we've already established that the clones age. Um, and rest some of them because we, yeah, I just, it, it's Boba Fett yes. for me. For, for uh, me, Until too. they prove it otherwise. Um, yeah, guilty until but, proven innocent. So, 
that leads us directly into chapter 10, um, the second, second episode of this season, um, entitled The Passenger. Um, now, this one is written again by John Favreau, but directed by Peyton Reed. Um, you ever removed your helmet? No. Has it ever been removed by others? Never. This is the way. This is the way. A Mandalorian covert is close. The contact leads to them. However, no hyperdrive. Moving fast is the only thing keeping me safe. We're going to stand We will find That leads us directly into chapter 10, um, the second, second episode of this season, um, entitled The Passenger. Um, now, this one is written again by John Favreau, but directed by Peyton Reed. Um, so this episode, I'm not going to lie, there was a part of it where I had to turn it off um, because it was <laughs> it was scary as, as hell. Um, and we, we get, again directly picking up from where we were we get this great interaction um again adult humor um the mando is is i guess ambushed as he's riding away from his you know happy ending and and see success now off Uh, to find everyone else well it's gonna be a long walk (laughs) the oldest trick in the book the rope across the Mm -hmm. road um you know blows well well executed they just picked the wrong person to hit yeah it was it was great to see the Mando handles. I mean, clearly he's going to handle these guys. He gets up, um, and the one guy who, I guess, one of the, the we'll call him highwaymen, uh, puts a knife to Baby Yoda's throat because he's trying to negotiate his way out of this, um, and he wants the jet back on the back of Boba Fett, <laughs> on the back of the Mandalorian's uh, arm. All right, man, I, you got it. I did not see this. I coming. did not either. I did not see this coming. Um, he gives it to him and then proceeds to just let him get like 50 feet just away. Just fly him in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> this is outstanding. Yeah. Just flies this little dude up in the air, <laughs> flings him off, and then just goes and picks up his jetpack. And, like, and if the jetpack that... lands, like a SpaceX <laughs> rocket just like, doo, 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 <laughs> like very slowly. And it's very, like, this is the slowest part of the episode. It's very slowly and deliberately comes back down slowly hits as you see the little guy like slam into the ground in the background <laughs> like that's so good <laughs> that's a great that's line. what you get it's a great line. don't ambush the mando um it's like like big so, do not fuck with the jesus <laughs> don't do it <laughs> so we do get a little bit of interaction um again we're with with amy sedaris's character um who, for re- for the record, her name is Peli Moto, um, and we find out we that see Doctor Mandible is... also. <laughs> so like, hold that. that was... I I was like, this this is creepy as hell. <laughs> like, 
<sighs> Did you notice how dark this scene was shot? I feel like that was on purpose because they probably couldn't get the whatever it was that they were trying to make this work. They couldn't get it to work properly. Um, this was really, really dark on my TV. Um, I mean, not like Game of Thrones level dark when we're fighting the Night King, but like mm. this, I, I just, I thought this was the most alien looking alien we've seen yet on this yeah. show. And we, I mean, um, he showed up in season one also. Did yeah. he? I don't remember. So he's in, okay. he's in episode five. I think okay. uh, he, he, we see him in the, in the first season too. So we get to see him again. He's still creepy as shit. Uh, <laughs> he, he's playing a game of, of Savak um, with Pelimoto. Um, and he actually has some information about where some more Mandalorians are, um, which this is a plot device. I'm not going to bog us down here because there's some stuff I really want to talk about. Um, but we do, we find that, um, you know, the Mando stakes, uh, Pelly in this game of Sabacc, which she wins with an idiot's array, um, which is a direct callback to Star Wars Rebels. Um, and, and, and truthfully, it's a callback to Star Wars. Right. So I'm just, but I'm, there was I'm actually an episode but... called Idiot's Array <laughs> that we idiot's just talked array. about. Yes. And we have an episode called Idiot's Array. Um, so I'm going to call it a callback to Rebels. Yes. But um, we get introduced to this, this frog character, um, which if you turn on the captions for this episode, um, fantastically enough, she is called Frog yes. Lady. Um, we did have the, on the captions, captions on this episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Uh, lazy, but but fantastic. I think it shows. Um, it, it even it shows like the lack of give a shit that Mando actually has for like he, he doesn't, doesn't want to know. I don't, I don't care who you are. I have to take you and your little tank of bullshit sub sublight across this fucking uh, galaxy. Oh, just to to find out more information. Fine, I got to do it. I don't need to know who you are. So, plot device, plot device. She's got her eggs. They can't go in hyperspace. This is she's the last of her breed. That's that's the the part that I guess is important. She's here. the she last of her line. Less for so line. I, okay, because okay. I, I was like, oh damn, especially knowing what happens later. Like when I was thinking <laughs> that, oh, this is. This is it. Like this is this entire species, right here. But it's she. She does say it's uh, that it's her family line. Which, so okay, you know, th- yeah, that's still a big deal. Like I, I don't want to, you know, leave my my genetics. I don't want them to end here. So, you know, I. I but I it's not it. genocide. It's not genocide. No, it's it, it, it's just murder. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just it's, murdering like one specific family. Like not, not genocide, not a whole species, Slightly. but just it just finding one particular family that you really fucking hate and just wiping them off the planet. If you know, I guess we should just we should Here's just let that. that let that cat out of the bag. Baby Yoda eats a bunch of her children, her unfertilized children. <laughs> so, <laughs> turns out, turns out, Baby Yoda eats everything. Which I'm like, people weren't losing their shit last season when he was sucking like frogs out of the out of the ground like that that frog had a family too we know he likes frogs yeah. why would he not like exactly eggs? No, like ever had um, chicken <laughs> like that's what we're doing we're eating so, unfertilized chicken eggs like what if that what if that egg that's in that little dozen that you got that you're just gonna crack and poorly cook on the stove what if that was the last of their line how do you feel about that <laughs> Don't do this to me. I'm not a vegan. <laughs> not I yet. like eggs. I eat eggs every morning. If you um, if you still 
I, if you are interested in a challenge, Goldfinger, the punk band, their, I believe it's their first CD. If you plug that CD into your PC, it gives you a just plethora of horrific shit that will convince you to be a vegan. <laughs> I managed to last like a year vegan after after doing that. Me and uh, actually uh, Christopher, we were vegan for about a year after what like we just stuck it into to just like listen to the disc and this video popped up on Windows 3.1 and we're like, what is this? And it is horrific. Goldfinger Goldfinger is amazing. Like they're a fantastic Mm. band, but we definitely due to what, what occurred on that video, we definitely uh, stuck with vegan for a year and then I couldn't take it anymore. Well, that's uh, that's all she wrote for that. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Love. You're not hamburgers. I have a meatloaf downstairs. I'm going to go eat Ooh. after this. You're not going to convince me to be vegan. Anyway, um, sorry, that's a long aside. No, that was a good aside. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, beginning, middle, end, whole plot. Back to Star Wars. Story. <laughs> I found twenty dollars the other um, day. You took me on a journey. You took me on a journey <laughs> in your mind. Um, we get this great pl- we get this great callback here, right? Um, where we're in sublight, we can't we can't hyperspace to where we need to be. We get this sublight flight where we, the Razor's Crest uh, is intercepted by two um, X-wings, mm-hmm. which are belonging to the New Republic. Um, and we've seen we've seen X-wings before. Uh, if you remember, the last time we saw them was last season when we were rescuing people off of a uh, correctional transport or a prison ship. Um, it was called Bothan Five. That's going to be important in just a Indeed. second because we get our these we get our very own like we're all fine here now. Uh, <laughs> we, get that, we get our moment here oh sorry uh, it was the, uh, con- it was off uh, sorry i can't uh sending it now <laughs> great it's a great bit of dialogue um but we do this is our plot device to land us on what can only be described as a horror show of a planet yes. um because the x-wings know that this razor crest was involved with an interaction um on the Bothan five uh prison ship so we're running. Um, we got a runner, and our our Razor Crest cl- cl- crashes um, onto the planet. Now, remember, we're sublight here, so we're not where we need to be. Um, but it is the Razor Crest gets wrecked um, because it lands on an ice very, very badly. Proce- proceeds to uh, crash through where it landed um, to fall even further into a place that. Only will live in my nightmares um, and Disney Plus from now on because it's a frozen ass hunk of rock, um, which seems to spawn the most terrifying. This is, this is my nightmares. <laughs> um, good God, please let me never, ever, ever have this happen to me. Um, this wow has ha- I have a I have a friend that this happened to. Like, oh my God, woke up I... woke up in the morning covered like accidentally made camp on a spider nest oh and woke up covered in just thousands of baby spiders and it it looked just like that we're gonna end we canceled the podcast (laughs) we're not going this this Um, to me screamed aliens like this was i was i was watching it just with glee just like oh my god this is aliens like they they took aliens put it into Star Wars, and now my two favorite things have merged. 
one of us stops the, the show, the other one is gleeful. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I still had nightmares that I, would, I had spiders crawling on me because I like the spiders are my nightmare. Now everyone, now everyone knows no. my weakness. <laughs> spiders and snakes had to be snakes. Ugh. It had to be snakes. Um, I mean, you get this interesting little interaction where the frog lady um, is kind of trying to keep her children alive and keep them out of Baby Yoda's mouth. Um, by creating this this kind of like hot bath situation, um, yeah, and... cooking the eggs. You're gonna boil the eggs <laughs> to keep them away from Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda does probably the dumbest thing you can do. Um, <laughs> like I don't know how this felt very very aliens to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna explore he walks this. over. To... <laughs> it was very clearly like these little. You know, protrusions from the ground. They look like rocks if you're not looking carefully. Yeah, but to, a, to a baby. <laughs> but it, it's like, it's not just spider eggs. It's like literally from like the, the scene in Prometheus where they're like, hmm, I wonder what this oh. is. Push and it shoots him in the face and he dies like eventually. But <laughs> it was like, Billions. why would you want, walk to a fucking alien planet and start poking shit on the ground? Like, at least, you don't at least do this, this was a baby. Not like full grown ass oh. adults who are hypothetically scientists and should know better. Anyway, that's that's a that's what a different happened? universe. But you know, a baby did it, and uh, that one starts so, that chain reaction of holy shit! Like, have you seen I World War Z? Because it looked a lot like that. But with spiders. <laughs> you know what this reminded me of? Did you ever watch? Um, they remade. Was it Arachnophobia? Uh, crap. No, I'm having a really bad night when remembering things. That's what happens to um, the old folks. The the Robinsons, uh, danger, danger, real Robinson. Lost in space. Um, lost in space. That's what I'm here for. Damn, I'm I'm getting really old. This um, and the sarcasm okay, are the so, only reason I'm on this podcast. <laughs> when we were when we were probably in our teens, they remade Lost in Space, right? And <laughs> I remember so because it had Joey Tribbiani. Uh, from Friends was in law. He was major. He was the major um, who piloted the ship. I remember that at all. And there's this. I remember. Scene, uh, I'm telling you, go back and look for this because this is fantastic slash horrible. Um, but there's a scene very similar to this one where the Mando is running away from the spiders. He's like this transformer Power Ranger combination that has to stop this alien from invading the uh, the Robinson ship. It's very similar. It's. Honestly, it's a sci-fi trope um, yeah. where you see this frequently. Um, but long story short, and again, I'm summarizing because this is not the important yeah. part. I want to get to the, the, the important part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we all ultimately end up, this is the first time in the series that the Mando has really been rescued um, by someone who he doesn't know because our X-Wing pilots come back mm-hmm. and they turn out to be decent. We're good here? Thing. We're good. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I you gotta shoot me. Like, nope. <laughs> like we should. Well, I mean, they call they call back what he did and the fact that he wasn't an awful right. human being or alien. I thought it was important to show that you know the alliance or the New Republic, they're not the Empire. I mean, if he was the if that was the Imperials, he was arrested, um, maybe shot and killed. But yeah, these are these the are trying times. The two. Yeah, just. Great, honestly, great differentiation between the two styles of government, the people. Um, 
but that's all we're going to talk about because fuck spiders eternal. And then and then they're back um, in the cockpit where now <laughs> that poor poor frog lady is trapped her children in with the psychopath oh. <laughs> who again murders another one of her children. <laughs> Wants to just that scene where he just looks at them and then pops it in his mouth and I was no, no, like, no 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 psycho. And I can think of it from like you know, from baby Yoda, like he, that's, that's probably a del. I mean, it's a delicacy to his people. Delicacy. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I know we find out later because people were pissed about, <sighs> about that, but they're like, look, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it next episode. Like calm your shit down. Like it, yes, yeah. it's okay. Like I, I think of it as like, we're, we're eating eggs. We're eating chicken eggs. Like that's, that's the kind of level we're on. And he's like, yeah, this is uh, this is good. So I'm gonna eat these chicken eggs. I'm gonna yeah, continue to eat. They're them. good. Like, mm. We're not gonna cancel Baby Yoda. It, it's okay. People can do things that you don't necessarily agree with, and they could still be, you know, people. But let's let's get into our third yes. episode um, of the night, Chapter Eleven, The Heiress. Um, this is the one we might spend a little bit of time on. Um, written, but we, we promised written again by John Favreau and directed by, funnily enough, Bryce Dallas Howard. Previously oh my God. Jurassic How... World, I'm going to snap a heel in this mud fame. How cool great. is it that she directs probably the best episode of the series to this and point? And she has another one um, coming up. It's not the next one. Carl Weathers directs the next one. But she oh is directing another one later on in the season. I suspect I know where that will be going. Um, yep, yep. Um, just <laughs> we get our pirate get episode. Into, <laughs> before we get too far into this one, I just want to point out the level of guest star on this episode. Um, Titus Welliver has his own freaking show on Amazon, and he plays a bit part <laughs> Imperial uh, on this show, and and it's so I freaking, good. <laughs> I love Bosch. Like Bosch is my favorite. I did enjoy Bosch. To see Bosch in Star Wars, it's just is kind great. of the best thing. Yeah, kind of the best thing. Um, but so this this episode we are continuing. Like I I'm viewing these first three episodes as an arc, and I'm presuming that we're about to exit this arc on the next episode, uh, which will be coming up this yeah. Friday. Well, you'll find out days. when we do. Um, but. The Mandalorian is continuing his transport of the Frog Lady to the planet Trask, um, which is in the Tatooine system. Still trying to system. find some real um, fucking Mandalorians somewhere. I thought this was great. Uh, this this interaction again, <laughs> the light humor at the beginning of the episode where the the Razor Crest is just falling through the, the atmosphere. Please slow down, sir. Please slow down, <laughs> sir. You need to break. I um, know a little bit. <laughs> The bit at the end where he's hovering right above the landing platform and then falls into the sea and the the Mon <laughs> Calamari like, dock worker just yeah. shakes his head. Like, Jesus. Like, that was, it was important to me. I kind of was waiting for the, him to say something about a trap there. <laughs> um, but I appreciate and that they didn't do that. because I also really like that, like, this is kind of a, you know, a, a waterish water planet. And we have Mon Calamari, Quarren, and frog lady like and i'm like yeah. oh that makes sense that this planet would have these like these kinds of species cool 
like mm-hmm. that that's just another level of oh okay cool that makes sense like that grounds this in reality like it's not going to be filled with fucking kevin costner and his gang yeah water world <laughs> i actually like water world okay <laughs> i do can we digress complete aside here complete aside Waterworld or The Postman? Which is the better Kevin Costner Apocalypse movie? Oh, Apocalypse movie. I was going to say, Kevin Costner movie. Jesus, like, <laughs> definitely not. Mm, I'm... I think I'm going to have to go with Waterworld. Really? Oh, we are going to violently disagree. The Postman is, is I I amazing. don't remember The Postman, like, at all. So that's why I got to go with Waterworld. Seriously? I saw that, like, oh. when I was a child. <laughs> And I have no memory of it other than it was a movie that existed that he was a postman, postman. delivering mail it's, in the post-apocalypse. That's that's it. It's 1990s post-apocalypse at its absolute finest. I highly recommend The Postman to anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, but it's definitely digress. not the best in Kevin um, Costner's catalog. I mean, uh, I'm partial to Robin Hood, I, Prince of Thieves because... I watched that, that so much, movie. so much growing up. And then you have <laughs> Dances with Wolves. I mean, we could go, we could go on forever. That was a, that was a movie that was two and a half hours too long. But <laughs> Dances with Wolves, call back to Battlestar Galactica because there, there is a character. Mary McDonald is also in Dances with Wolves. Um, my grandparents <laughs> loved. Dances my grandparents with Wolves. did too. <laughs> Weird. Well. That says enough about Dances with Wolves. <laughs> that, that is more than enough Dances with Wolves for one Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, he falls into the ocean, gets picked up. Great reunion with little <laughs> waddling per- frog lady and her husband. Oh my god. Like, was that not... Did you... I mean, the most heartwarming... Did you hear in your head when she was running, like, waka, 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 waka? Because that's, that's what I heard. It was like the soundtrack from Frogger was happening. Like, I didn't hear that, but I heard uh, the from Family Guy when it's the guy with the tuba. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I was waiting for her to, like, jump on the right lily pads to get to the finish. That was my wife that was trying to interrupt on the podcast there. We are not mm. going to... Turns out it's dinner time, and we Ooh, are. We're in an hour. We're gonna finish this sucker right now. Um, no, my wife is at the gym, so she's <laughs> making her way home. Um, so we get this. Once that heartwarming reunion, nothing occurs, good really comes out. Nothing. Nothing good. Turns out Beskar's super valuable, especially if you peel it off a that course. That was interesting. I mean, I wasn't surprised by the the wanton attempt at you know trying to destroy the, the Mandalorian, trying to drown him was a little bit of a, a new twist. Um, turns out that yeah, it's once we get, yeah, once we get on the, on the boat. Um, so <laughs> we, we do get this scene where like good, good try. It almost turns out that, that suit is not waterproof. Um, no, no, the, the helmet is not helpful in a water situation the, that you would have, I would have thought they would have, you know, maybe thought that up, but yeah, have some sort of thing that you can breathe underwater. I don't know. They had it in a episode one. <laughs> a little uh, gel across your mouth makes you able to breathe or something like that. But... Yeah, a little, a little something, a little rebreather, anything. Nope. Turns out, uh, apparently that's the way to kill a Mandalorian. Round them in round water. Ass. Beskar is heavy. Well, I, I think it was, I think it was interesting. Um, I think it was interesting. I don't know about you. The scene where obviously, the child gets swallowed by whatever the monstrosity in the bottom of that boat was. 
<laughs> I'm gonna call oh it the water sarlacc. I mean, that was with its like six. It was mouths. great to see. I thought they did a good enough job of drawing your attention to the child because he quickly he's got the handle of like turning the turning that crib or that pram into like a freaking shell really quickly. Um, and I, I saw yeah. him do it and I was like, okay. Um, but we see that's the kind of safety feature that <laughs> turning it need. into a turning it into a tank, <laughs> just an impenetrable little like beam. But it was cool. I mean, to see that this is the first time our Mandalorian has not been able to defend himself. He needed help. Um, and who? Who well, does he get help from? He gets help from other Mandalorians, the people he's been looking for the whole time. Indeed, actual um, Mandalorians, the real Mandalorian. From Mandalore. We don't have time to do it tonight, but on our next episode, I think we... we That'll have to be like I a, think... a special a special episode. There's enough content that... I mean, that's like a... It's it's like Game of Thrones I, level. I deep. think we're going to do a special episode maybe maybe next week or the week after. But we'll see. But um, just to cover, there is like books and movies and all kinds of stuff about Mandalore that I want to get into, um, but it would take days to do um so i think yes it would take a lot more research and um a lot more time than we our lives have at this point um <laughs> but we do get introduced to three uh, mandalorians which we have not seen um but are important and i'm gonna introduce them but we we have not seen two of them before one of them we have the two seen that before. we haven't seen uh we're gonna call them by name because they do play an important role um because Casca Reeves, um, who I presume is the one who's being played by Sasha Banks, um, the wrestler. Act, Indeed. Act that is Wolves, the one. Or Woves, um, who I don't know who that is. Which, fun fact, that name was actually created on set by George Lucas. Really? So when he, vi- when he visited the set to uh, like, talk, he was given Dave Filoni shit, apparently. At least this is what I've read, that he was giving him shit like, hey, you need to get more setups. You need to film faster. Like, stop, stop thinking about it. Just film faster. And he came up with that name. <laughs> it's a good name. Spot. I mean, it's very Mandalorian. It's a good name. But Anthony, who is the one that we do know of this group? Um... That is, that is Star- <laughs> wait, that is Bo-Katan. Of... <laughs> Clan crazy or, or, or cries, cries well, crazy. We'll Correct us out. on Twitter or Facebook or Discord or anywhere. literally fucking anywhere. Um, <laughs> but these Mandalorians, <laughs> they introduce a concept which, again, for those of you who've listened an hour plus in, are gonna know that Mandalore has a rich and fucked up history uh, about civil wars and people fighting each other, um, families fighting each other, and they. They all show up and take their helmets which, off, which is not distinctly. That not is the way. not how Mandalorians do. But but we learn, and I I mean I guess we don't learn, but it's it's kind of reinforced for us, and it's easy to forget this. But there are different aspects and different factions of Mandalorians, um, and we get this really good kind of disparaging comment that our Mandalorian is just one of those. Um, yeah. Oh, you're you're one of them. You're a child which, of the watch. You were you were sent up to the we're, wall. We're gonna get into. I promise. We'll get into more. I I positive that there will be more information and more more delving into. We oh, didn't yes. bring Starbuck into the show to have her in one episode. Um, no, I certainly. I don't. Not. I don't. 
judging by her interactions with fans on Twitter, she's here to stick around for at least the remainder of the season. Um, but that she's an actual like these are actual Mandalorians mm-hmm. from Mandalore, and they're like, nah, that helmet thing, no, that's these mm-hmm. religious zealots. This uh, this children of the watch nonsense that you guys broke away. Like we, I mentioned the Death Watch earlier. Like that was another one that kind of broke away. Uh, so Bo is very familiar with splinter groups mm-hmm. of Mandalore, and it's it's interesting to see that there are splinter groups, but it's also, I think that it's another one of those. It, it makes sense. Yeah, it's like I duh. mean, their planet has been taken over. Their planet's ruined. It, it, this is this is what happens after a civil war. It's the, we know from our own world the recriminations and the the infighting. Yeah. there's different different factions like, of people. I mean, we have we have it with us: the Republicans, Democrats, Tea Party, like all these different ideologies that are in one spot and are one. They're still united. They're still they're still Mandalore, but there's all these different ideologies that they all vie for power, like. It's it's very very mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. It is, and but we, the Mandalorians are introduced for a reason, um, and I think that they're introduced. We're we're almost at the midpoint of the season um, with this first arc, and I think they're introduced to get us somewhere. But in order to get us, to get us to something particularly dark, badass, I, I do believe I do believe we're on the same page where we're going. It's the yes, the previous owner of that mm-hmm. particular dark saber was indeed, I believe, not Bo-Katan. a particularly nice person when she held on to the dark saber. Um, not indeed, but it was given to her by someone else that we know that we may have just seen in Star Wars Rebels. Um, very recently, we may have, but we get they're all get they're this, all related. Or does I can't remember if Bo gives it to Ahsoka. Or, I think she gives I think it to so. Sabine, doesn't she? Sabine gives the dark saber to Bo as like a, hey, you are the true, you're the true mm-hmm. leader of Mandalore, like you deserve this because it was it was her sister. So you get this here. You have like Sabine had it. It's here because the Ren clan was actually like a one of the vassal, the subservient, you know, the the knights essentially to the mm-hmm. prize like, family. So she returns essentially the Darksaber to its rightful owner, which is the leader of Mandalore. And I, I'm trying to remember if if Bo ends up giving it to Ahsoka. I know Ahsoka does end up with it in her possession at some point. I just don't remember when. Here's I'm the great part is that we have all of that ahead of us. A, in Rebels. B, I think we're about to get a, <laughs> a crash course refresher in the next week or so about who had it. Where, yep. where Ahsoka is. Yep. So... <laughs> So you can hear how wrong I am. Next we get week. another great callback to Rebels here. <laughs> um, you know, our plot device, again, it's plot device, plot device, plot device. Go find this person. Um, but we get to see... It's a bunch <laughs> of fetch quests. The Gazanti cruisers, <laughs> which we know very familiar. We just saw last week in Rebels. We get to see a, a you know, CGI version of it here. A live um, action. Yeah. Which it's flying off. Looks even cooler. Now, this cruiser, we learn, is... Oh, go ahead. Not... And not bad for a semi truck. Like it's it's essentially the Empire's semi truck. Like it's their their mm-hmm. long hauler, and it looks. I'm not gonna lie. Cool I well. want a model of this ship. I think this thing is badass beyond belief. I have two of them sitting. I hate uh, you. <laughs> sitting I hate on you. my shelf. Um, 
They're from they're from Star Wars Armada. We get this great interaction where we find out that the Empire is still profiting off of what happened on Mandalore. Um, and Bo-Katan's not here for it. I mean, she is has one singular goal in mind, and that's to put her back on the throne of Mandalore. Um, and it's going to start with raiding this Kazanti. Um, They've been stealing weapons back for a while. This, we find out, like, oh, it's those Mandalorians yeah, again. We do, yeah. <laughs> I think they mentioned it was, I think they said that they had been hit three or four times, or this was the fourth time they'd been hit. Right. So they're, they've been they've been here essentially just like stealing weapons, trying to take them back because the more weapons they can get, the less weapons the this faction of Imperials have that are trying to smack down. And you know, more. it's easy to forget, um, and I'm not going to do a super deep aside, but it's easy to forget, even though the Empire is defeated, we know that the Empire is not eliminated because there have been books and lots of documentation about the fact that there is a super big confrontation coming between the empire and the new republic because even though the the death star blew up it did not kill every imperial all at the same time this i believe is headed towards the battle of of jakku where we're going to see this massive fleet battle yep uh, above the planet at least that's my personal choice and we know one of these one of these sects kind of morphs eventually into yes. the first order and i I think we might be seeing the birth of, of some things that we just finished up with in Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Um, but to, to, to put a bow on it tonight, because we are at an hour and 10 minutes, you guys are fantastic for listening uh, this far. Um, <laughs> we, we get Thank to you see all. that our Mandalorians are hijacking this Gozanti. Um, and when they get down to the bottom, he's like, trap them, kill them. And I love that Wait, where did, where you, did trap you trap them? them? That was a great, great oh, line. Like, um, <laughs> I see. But it. our captain uh, contacts Moff Gideon to let him know, hey, you know, we're being we're being hijacked again, and it's great to see Moff Gideon hasn't appeared since the you know episode eight. So we learned that he's still out there. He's still in charge, um, and our captain of this this freighter, you know, executes his own men. We'll we just call, call him Captain Bosch for now. Um, yeah, <laughs> he attempts to. Because it's not going to matter. Samurai uh, and kamikaze <laughs> this cruiser into the ocean, but uh, you know he is successful as our mandos make it into the cabin. Um, In another badass action sequence, I think it's important. The, the the kind of the last thing I'm taking away before the last thing is, Bo-Katan is very very focused on that dark saber. Um, and she is thrilled that she has finally cornered an Imperial who can take her to Moff Gideon. Um, but it turns out she didn't actually corner a way to get to Moff Gideon because... Uh, the old ooh. cyanide tablets or uh, whatever that electric was. Electric tooth. shock tablet. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it takes care of the job because Captain Bosch will not be re- reoccurring on this show. Um, he, he will not. But... Unless it's a flashback. We get, uh, so... Just to put to put a bow on this interaction, we we find out that um, you know, Armando is able to level his ship off. We are not actually going to all die on this planet um, by crash landing into the sea. Um, and and but Bo Katan holds up her end of the deal because she had been holding over our Mandalorian's head the fact that if you will help us take this Gozanti, um, I'll point you in the direction of the clan of of 
you know, Baby Yoda or the child. Um, and she tells us to go off to a city called Kaladin on a planet called Corvus, which is in Star Wars uh, Legends. That was a planet from um, the Thrawn trilogy, um, which is thrilling to see that. I immediately recognized that. And I, I screamed and my wife was like, what? And I was like, I know that fictional planet. I've read about it before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, this fake thing. Especially because we know where Thrawn yes. currently is. I'm like... In Star Wars lore at this time period. But who are we going to meet? And who, who he's with. Who are we going to meet on the city of, in the city of Caladan on the planet of Corvus, Anthony? Oh, the Great Snips. Back. We knew this back was again. coming. Um, but now it's here. And, and we are going to get... And I'll be honest. I don't know. I've followed you know, Rebels information. I don't know who's playing her. Um, I think I saw her. Uh, Rosario Dawson. Supposedly. I'm a, little, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't get um, the lady who did the voice acting for um, Ahsoka Tano. But truthfully, Mandalorian hasn't let me down. Yeah, it's, it's still going to be great. Fantastic. I, I trust the Mandalorian. I know this is going to be well done. I, I have faith that they're going to represent Ahsoka Tano you know, correctly and purposely. I think the internet might break a little bit um, on Twitter um, this Friday when goal. Ahsoka Tano makes her return to TV. Um, if it is this Friday. Which it may not be. They could they could stretch this bullshit I out. I for... <laughs> certainly hope they choose not to do that. Um, I do as well. Anyway, that's Yeah, that's the last kind of big thing. Other than seeing, you know, going back and seeing that Baby Yoda has has redeemed himself and no longer wants to murder everyone after he saw the miracle of childbirth. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's exactly what you want to do when you know that this little psycho is eating your children. You go, yeah, we'll babysit. Let him him watch what's about to happen. Um, But that's where we leave it. Um, And we are rapidly approaching Thursday night at midnight, which when we should presumably have some more Mandalorian. Um, I will not. No, I will, I, I will not be because I, I will I not Thursday at midnight. I work for a living, um, and I have to travel. Indeed. So, let's talk real briefly because one of us has to go. I know we're already far over time. Um, Someone has a meatloaf. We, we have some things going on. Um, we are going to move forward um, doing one episode of The Mandalorian. We have five of these left, I believe. Uh, we have five more episodes left. I think so. I think it's an eight. I think it's eight episodes. If it's nine, we if it's we'll ten, we'll be thrilled. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I will watch but more of it. We are going to do. I think. I think we're deciding here on the podcast now. We're going to. We've committed to at least covering every episode of The Mandalorian um, before we return to Rebels. I think I might be able to talk Indeed. you into doing a Mandalorian episode where we just talk about Mandalorian history. I. I, I think, think we, we might do that at the conclusion of. Mandalorian mm-hmm. season, and then we'll jump back to Star Wars Rebels, um, because that'll get us one week uh, one week closer to the season three premiere of uh, Star Wars: uh, The Mandalorian, or potentially other Star Wars live action shows that might be on the horizon. Yeah, maybe Obi Wan would be great, or the Star Wars uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special, which we we, we do have. Promise. That's true. Yes. We did indeed promise. We promised all yeah. the teens of you, or the twenties of you. Point, I don't know. We promised that at, at a this certain point, I here. think it's safe to say we have roughly 15 ish people that listen weekly. Um, 
not including our nice. wives and ourselves. Um, so, oh, uh, our wives listen. I, I hmm. may force my wife to listen. Um, that's no. one, one of, of our, our wives listens. listens. Um, <laughs> but we want to thank you all for joining us. Um, we are thrilled that you're here. We're having a fantastic time doing this. Um, you know, couldn't be more happy to be doing this with you guys. Um, so this is the part where we are going to beg you guys for feedback. Um, and ask- find us on the, find us yes, on the tweeters. Please find us on email. We're on uh, Gmail house of nerds, 2020 at gmail.com. Um, hopefully that doesn't make us sound like dinosaurs for still saying people uh, use Twitter or use Gmail. Um, we're on Twitter at nerds house of come find us. We'd love to interact with you. We're on, we have a discord. We have a Facebook. All of this will be in our notes um, from this episode. So please come find us, talk to us, let us know. We did a terrible job. Let us know. We had a, we did a great job. Let us know what we left out. Um, and I said, still, still no rules on the Facebook group. You can just, you can just join. I mean, it is, it is kind of like Tatooine. It is the wild West out there. And we only have the marshal to protect us there. Uh, he might be bored. So he please join. Bored, so who knows if he wants to do that, or he may just, you know, just be <laughs> in it for kicks and giggles and watch, want to watch the world burn with us. So, but this is the part where we're going to sign off tonight. Thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you guys next week when we will have another episode of Mandalorian to review. Hopefully we'll be able to talk some more about what Ahsoka has been up to for this uh, whole time, but uh... hopefully, please, 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 please. Snark, take us out as you always do, sir. This is the way. Good night, y'all.